It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! I'm starving! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby! It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast, presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. The Commanders, I guess I played for the Commanders organization. I don't know. Commanders, Cowboys, I I can't even say it. I can't even say it with a straight face. I don't know what to do. Do I say I played for the Redskins because that's who I played for? Or did I play for the Commanders? We'll have to discuss that momentarily with not only Joe Dolan from FantasyPoints.com, but the great Tom Brawley from FantasyPoints.com. I'm telling you, FantasyPoints.com has an army of dudes like Dolan, like Brawley, like Graham, like Scott, like Guru, like Kaplan, like Cosell. I mean, I could go on and on. The point is, if you haven't already, if you listen to this podcast, you haven't gone to FantasyPoints.com and used the code 21FEAST, what, what are we even doing? you got to follow these guys on social media as well. Joe is still, after all these years, the fantasy gangsta at FG underscore Dolan. Tom is just regular old at Tom Brawley, although he's, ra- he's rocking the beard now, which I appreciate. Keep it simple, Ross. I, that's, I, I had the FG at one point as well. I switched it over to Tom Brawley. Keep it nice and easy. You know, you just say the name. That's the Twitter handle. It makes it easy when I do these guest spots. I think Joe likes the fact that I call him the fantasy gangster. I think he's thought about changing his handle and thought, you know what? I like that I'm the fantasy gangster. Uh, Ross, like, here's the thing. I first and foremost, I have the blue check mark, so that's in, that's an important uh, that's an important part of the. Uh, I get to have my opinion. Uh, highlighted more, but no, the fantasy gangster thing is very good. And also Joe Dolan was an Irish lounge singer. Um, and uh, I, I think he passed recently. And uh, so occasionally I'll get, I'll, I'll get uh, uh, older Irish women tweeting at me about their favorite Joe Dolan song. And I'm like, well, you know, sorry. <laughs> I mean, not me, but I, I, uh, I do appreciate But you're a good singer, Joe. You could, you could fill the shoes of the old Joe Dolan, yeah. you could be an Irish singer. Let me uh, let me let me uh, look up some of his hits. Uh, Joe Dolan, Joseph Francis Robert Dolan. That's actually my middle name, by the way. So his name, so my name is Joseph Francis Dolan. His name is Joseph Francis Robert Dolan. Uh, chiefly known in Ireland for his association with show bands and for his innovative style and high pitched singing voice. Oh, um, you're not high pitched though. Oh, I can be if you want me to. Um, you have innovative style though. Yeah, yeah, very innovative. Uh, make me an island, Teresa. You're such a good-looking woman. Oh boy, there's, there's, there's Teresa. You're yeah. such a good. No, I've never heard of it. Those are two different songs, actually. Teresa. Oh, you're such a good-looking woman. yeah. All right. So anyway, we know we we got the particulars out of the way, and Tom, I'm going to let you intro Joe. Why Tom is here? Because he's here for a very specific reason. Right. Well, Tom's the director of betting at FantasyPoints.com, and there is one thing that a lot of people like to do at the Super Bowl. Bet. So um and we as we know, you know, you have the you have the you have the the the, the betting podcast, Tom. 
we, you know, is, is always doing this stuff as well. But we also come up with at fantasypoints.com, yet another uh, throw to the website here, a Super Bowl prop pool, Ross, where it's, it's so much fun to hang a hand out at your Super Bowl party. We're going to put the PDF out there, but we have like 30 plus questions this year of prop prop bets for the Super Bowl, and they'll be in-game props. Who's the leading receiver? Who's the leading rusher? Who's going to score the first touchdown? In addition to a lot of fun stuff, like the National Anthem, the color of the Gatorade, uh, who's the first performer at halftime in this loaded halftime show? And um, we assign, and Tom does a great job taking the implied odds and assigning a point value to that. So it basically becomes a multiple-choice test where – um, for instance, you can say, who's going to score the first touchdown? Is it going to be a Ram receiver, a, a Ram running back, a Bengal receiver, a Bengal running back, or a defense special teams? Now, obviously, a defense special teams is less likely to happen than uh, uh, just a regular old skill position player scoring the first touchdown. So if you answer that and get it correctly, you get more points for it. It's just like if you put five bucks on a longer odds bet, you're going to make more money than if you put it on an even odds bet. So um, so we do a nice little fun pool, and Tom's been going through. He's been looking at all the props, but also he's also made some early wagers, which I think will help color uh, some of our analysis for the fantasy uh, aspect next week. Yeah, I'm looking right now, and, and next week Joe and I will dive into the game real hard from a fantasy perspective, of course, and likely have another great guest on, maybe another fantasypoints.com superstar i should mention i'm at ross tucker nfl on social media we're at ross tucker pod i'm impressed across the board more and more people starting to watch these shows which is very cool youtube.com slash ross tucker nfl tom let's start though because prop bets and fantasy football are very heavily intertwined i'm looking at DraftKings right now DraftKings sportsbook and they've got the rushing yards up. They've got the receiving yards up, um, receptions, all these things for so many different players. So talk to me about this, Tom. What is your process? Where, where do you start? When did these props come out? And where did you start? Do you like do pro- uh, projections and then – just scour them real quick to see which ones don't mess with your projections or what? Yeah, so this is the earliest I've ever seen, you know, prop lines come out for the Super Bowl. I mean, uh, I was looking around. DraftKings started putting stuff up basically at 11 a, you know, 10, 11 a.m. I'm, I'm on there, you know, checking it out. I'm uh, looking for all the different lines. So, you know, we know they put the, you know, the, the actual spread and the total out, you know, as soon as that San Francisco and uh, the Rams game finished up Sunday night, but there, you know, there's so much uh, competition in the market anymore that these books are looking to get their lines out as early as possible. So uh, I, I was on there Monday checking them out. Uh, so we do projections on the website. I usually use those as a baseline. Uh, John Hansen, you know, does you know most of the major lifting on that. Uh, I have my own opinions, you know, based on you know. I, I work on our waiver wire quite a bit, so I know usage and, uh, you know, how how guys are getting played, injuries, all, all you know, I have to keep tabs on all that stuff. So I go in, uh, you know, with basic lines in my head. So, uh, you know, and I, I'm checking them out. And if there is a significant difference between, you know, where I think a line should be 
and where the actual prop line is, that, that's when I'll, you know, fire a bet and uh, I'll put it up. Uh, you know, I have my, my best bets article up on the site uh, that uh, I, I put that up first thing Monday morning at, at 10 a.m. usually uh, all throughout the season. And I'll, I'm, I'm filling that thing in all week here. So, uh, you know, I started I did it with the Super Bowl here. So uh, we have a couple bets up on the site already. Uh, I continue to look at the, all the different lines that are available. Uh, you know, not, not only at DraftKings, I look all over and uh, look for the best lines out there, and uh, I'll put them up and I'll recommend them as prep plays. But uh, the Super Bowl, I know, you know, this is the time. You know, there's not not as much DFS going on. Uh, fantasy lineups are kind of done, so people are looking to to put some bets and you know have some friendly wagers on the on the game here. So okay. So that's interesting. So DraftKings had it up by 10, 11 a.m. on Monday morning. Yes, I was on there. You know, I'm just checking everything out, and uh, I could see them start uh, coming out. So uh, this is the earliest I can remember. I, I don't know when they start trickling out last year, but, you know, there's just more and more competition out there. And, uh, you know, th- you know everything is so automated as well. Uh, you know, and that, with this game, there's a couple injuries. Uh, you know, C.J. Uzoma injured his knee. Tyler Higby injured his knee. They both could play, but, you know, they're, they're not going to significantly alter what other guys' lines are. You know, they're not going to – if it was a Cooper Cup, uh, you know, they, they would have a tough time putting up, up lines for the rest of the offense because, you know, he controls so much of what goes on. So uh, they kind of got lucky in that way as well that uh, there's n- there's not a whole lot of major injuries, which, we you know, we want to see. We want to see the best players – playing in the biggest game. So uh, that, that's a good thing. So um, another question I have on that. So you've got these projections. Essentially, how much do they have to be off? I think this is an important lesson for our listeners or viewers. How much of a spread does there have to be between your projection and what the line set at? for you to fire can you give me an example or is there a percentage or a number of yards that that's like is it 10 yards is it five like I don't know what the margins are that we're looking at or talking here yeah I mean the larger the number gets the you know I use basically percentages in my head you know like a passing yard difference you know we got the guys sitting at 278 yards uh you know a five or ten yard difference on a passing total isn't going to you know, it's not a significant number, uh, but that could be a huge difference on, say, like Tyler Boyd's number. Uh, it was set at 43 and a half when I was looking on Monday. Uh, I thought that should have been projected more in the like the 35, 34 to 35 yard range. So that is a you know significant difference. Uh, you know, it's only seven, eight yard difference, you know, when you're looking at it. But that's a big difference when we're talking about just 43 yards compared to 278 yards when we're looking at like a Matthew Stafford prop. So it's all relative, but I generally use, you know, percentages. I'm looking for numbers that are, you know, say 15 to 20% off of, uh, you know, what's listed. Got it. I love it. Okay. Um, that makes perfect sense to me. So, cause that, that was kind of where I was curious about. Uh, that's interesting about Tyler Boyd, by the way. So did you go under on Tyler Boyd? I, I did. I thought the number uh, opened up you know, a little too large. It has been bet down. Uh, it was 43 and a half on Monday. Uh, I'm checking to see where it's at. 39 now. and a half right now. Yeah, it, it was a, 
it was a bit high. I guess I guess maybe they were thinking maybe CJ Uzama wouldn't play, but it's it's kind of looking like he might play. But you know he hasn't been really close to in the last four or five weeks, and uh, he's gone under that number. I, I don't have the number in front of me, but it, it's like you know eleven or twelve of his games he's gone under uh, forty receiving yards. So he's been more of a bit player here, especially down the stretch. Uh, it you know Jamar Chase and T Higgins are you know eating up most of the uh, receiving production in that offense. So uh, he's been you know kind of relegated to you know a handful of short underneath targets. Uh, and very few big plays. The only one I can really think of in recent weeks was in that Baltimore game when he did a little uh, slot out and up and uh, down the seam, and that was that's about it for all his big plays here in recent weeks. Before I forget, Tom, I have a theory that I wanted to run by you. Playoff games, I love the over-rushing yards for quarterbacks. I think they're more willing to run – and try to get first downs and maybe not even slide or sacrifice their bodies because of the, you know, win or you're done scenario. So I feel like that's been pretty good to me, you know, over Josh Allen against the Chiefs, over Josh, uh, over Patrick Mahomes. I like the over for Joe Burrow last week and he got it on like one run. And, you know, that's my theory. Um, so looking at it, Matthew Stafford, five and a half yards, that's one run. He just needs to run one time. He, he beat that last week, too, half. I think, too. What, what's that? I think Stafford beat that last week, too. Yeah. Yeah, he and has. Burrow, yeah. 11 and a half. That's probably two runs for him. But he's going to be under pressure. He's going to have to do something. So he might run. I don't know. I, that's my like little little theory that's been good for me. I completely agree, and you know, we Patrick Mahomes has kind of been the poster child for that the last couple of years because, you know, it, it he plays a little bit more more conservative during regular season, and then we see him uh, really taking off and running in these games. He, he actually led the divisional round in rushing. Uh, I don't know what his odds were, but you know, we had all the running backs in the divisional round. They do these, you know, uh, divisional round specials and. I'm sure he was like plus, you know, 40 to one or 50 to one to do it. And he, he actually led all the divisional round in rushing. But uh, yeah, I, I, I jumped on the Matthew Stafford. It was at four and a half when I, it first came out on Monday. It's been bumped, you know, it's been bumped up a yard. But uh, you know, we, I, I went back and looked at the numbers and he scrambled only nine times during the regular season. That's over 17 games. He had 90 rushing yards on those plays. In the playoffs, he's already in, – in three games, he's already scrambled five times for 37 yards. So, you know, he's scrambling basically one and a half times per game here in the regular season, uh, in the postseason. We've seen him actually uh, – you know, he scored two rushing touchdowns. He he hasn't scored a, uh, a regular season touchdown in, uh, you know, five or – four or five years. I was looking at the numbers, but he scored two rushing touchdowns here in the postseason. So – uh, you know, it's not a big weapon of his. It's not, you know, you, you never think of Matthew Stafford as this uh, guy that's making a lot of plays outside of structure. And But, you know, he, he does still have that weapon. He's still a pretty good athlete. And uh, when things break down here in the postseason, he's been running a little bit more. So I did like that. I guess the only concern would be, uh, you know, from a couple of years ago, I had a patch of <laughs> the bad beat of all bad beats. He was uh, – he was, I forget what the rushing yardage total was in the Kansas City 
uh, Kansas City 49ers uh, Super Bowl right before COVID, the COVID outbreak. He uh, he was up at like 41 rushing yards or whatever the number was, and he had to get up over 34 and a half yards. And he they they needed to waste off the final two minutes of the clock, and he you know took like a 12 yard. He went backwards and took a knee for oh. like a 12 yard long. It went under the prop, and that was that was one of the biggest these these the balls uh, I've had with uh, you know player props in the Super Bowl for sure. <laughs> and you have to keep in mind that these are two quarterbacks who aren't running quarterbacks. So like now that's not to say you know Burrow and Stafford obviously can use their athleticism, but these guys are much more likely Ross to hit an under by kneeling down than somebody like a Josh Allen is. So. Um, just keep that because Stafford, like, look at last week. Stafford had eight rushing yards with a long of 14 because he took and his his kneel downs were two yards deep. So just keep that in mind if you're betting one of these overs. But again, you want a little you, extra cushion. <laughs> you, you can also look look at look at the fact that what if the game doesn't end on a kneel down, which by the way is one of our props, Tom, in the contest. What is the last play of the game? Any play from scrimmage, a field goal attempt, or um, a kickoff or is or a kneel down, which is the most likely. So there's a lot to take into account there. But yeah, that Mahomes one was an all time bad beat. I mean, I remember people on Twitter just exploding when that happened. Wow, that's interesting. Two things I want to point out quick. Number one, I think most of you guys know this, but even Money Podcast, Steve Fezzik will have all of his props next week including a lot of specialty props, you know, Gatorade, color, stuff like that. Uh, most of the stuff he props, he bets, he he does the same bets every year and they win. It's like, I don't know, will it go to overtime? Although maybe this is a year not to do that because there have been so many overtime games. But make sure you listen to the Even Money podcast or check it out this week, but especially next week. The other thing is I am trying to stay healthy to finish the season strong, which is why I'm taking these athletic greens now. It's this like little scooper. You put it in uh, this powder, put it in a water bottle. You shake it up, drink it. You can chug it, whatever. It's got 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, 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 I don't know, adaptogens I'm going to go with. Here's what matters, okay? It's less than three bucks a day. It's less than getting coffee. They have over 7,000 five-star reviews. Dudes like Tim Ferriss, who's a legend, take this stuff and are trusted. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash feast. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash feast to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Let's get to some of the other ones that you like, Tom. Um, what about Cooper Cup? You mentioned him earlier. Is there something about Cup that that you're in on? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's been excellent all season. If you're looking at his receiving yards prop, I, you know, whenever the number gets up over 100 yards, I have a tough time betting it, but he has been absolute money on these. I, I, 
Uh, the, he's like been 14 out of 20 on terms of his like receiving yards prop. Uh, just, just absolutely excellent with it. I actually like, you know, depending on where you're looking, uh, his MVP odds. Um, you know, I think we're going to find out that probably Aaron Rodgers is going to win the MVP award next week. Uh, I think they'll announce that. I think that's part of the awards show next Thursday. Uh, so, you know, we're going to find out that probably Rodgers has won that. But I feel like there's been some momentum building for Cooper Cup here in the postseason. He's been excellent again. Uh, every week he's coming up with big play. You know, he was the difference maker last week uh, against the 49ers uh, late in that game. He, you know, he's up to 170 catches this season, up over 2,300 yards and 20 touchdowns. Just that is absolute, unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. And I think there's, you know, the, the award has become, the MVP of the regular season award has become such a quarterback award. But, you know, if there was one year, I mean, Cooper Cup should probably gotten more consideration for the award. He's not going to win it, but I think there might be, you know, some, if, if he has a big game in the Super Bowl, I think there's going to be some sentiment that, you know, maybe we this guy deserves some sort of recognition. Uh, you know, it's, I, I think, I don't know how it's working this year, but last year, uh, you know, it's uh, 16 writers that, that vote on the award and, you know, it's fans that also vote on the award. So if Cup has another big game, if he, you know, if he would somehow get to 161 yards like he's done, you know, several times already this season and he breaks Larry Fitzgerald's uh, receiving yards in, in a postseason record, I think there's going to be a lot of momentum for Cup. So, uh, you know, depending on where you look, it's plus 600, plus 700. Uh, I, I really like that number. So his number for receiving is 102 and a half. Where are you there? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, it's been – he's been so good going over this, this number. It, it's it's literally – I think he's gone over his total 14 out of 20 times this year. So uh, I, I'm not stepping in front of him. I don't know – I probably won't necessarily bet it, but I, I could only look towards the over here. He's, he's such a big part of the offense. Uh, you know, if Tyler Higby isn't, you know, in a factor here, maybe that, that you know, results in another target or two. And, uh, you know, Odell Beckham is even, you know, he's even helping him out here. He's become more of a factor here in the last, uh, you know, three or four games. He's been, you know, drawing attention away. They can't, you know, just send two guys at him and uh, let Odell Beckham do whatever he wants. So uh, I think that's also worked to, work to his advantage here. So I, I can only look at overs with Cooper Cup props right now. All right. So, um, Joe, did he just have the best yeah. receiving season ever? Yeah, uh, yes. Uh, I mean, we're. I, I think you can talk about Randy Moss's uh, 2007 with all the touchdowns up there. But Cooper Cup certainly did. And I'm kind of – I, I kind of am with Tom and like, all right <clears> – <throat> Let's just say Cooper Cup goes over the 102 and a half, okay? Well, you're, you're, you're minus 110 to hit that over. Well, part of him going over that would be including if he has 135 yards and two touchdowns and 11 catches. And what if Matthew Stafford, over half of his passing yards, go to Cooper Cup? Who's going to win the MVP? Now, Stafford is by far the betting favorite. So he's the betting favorite for, for obvious reasons, Okay. The Rams are four-and-a-half-point favorites, which, by the way, I think that's a little long, and I think Tom agrees with that. Uh, I'm looking at a four-and-a-half right now. But because they're the favorites and he's the quarterback of the Rams, he's the betting favorite to win the Super Bowl MVP. 
But there is a chance that Cooper Cup accounts for half, over half of Matthew Stafford's passing production. Maybe he scores multiple touchdowns. And then, like Tom said, building on the narrative that, man, you know, he didn't win the MVP, but he should have gotten more consideration. I wonder if the, the sports writers in the box at the game are going to be like, this is Cooper Cup. This was his year. This was his award. Um, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put it on his shoulders, and I'm gonna vote him Super Bowl MVP. I do kind of like that one, Tom. And uh, I you do. Know why I don't? You know why? Where what? I disagree? Go ahead. Please. He's gonna win Offensive Player of the Year. Mm. I mean, that's that, I think that's He's entirely- win the Offensive Player yeah. of the Year award. So they're gonna which, say, "Oh, that's his award." Yeah, yeah. They'll yeah. say, you know, Rogers got MVP, Cup got Offensive Player of the Year, Stafford gets MVP of the game. Yeah. The only thing I, I will say though is. Ross, if it's, let's say Stafford throws for under 300 in this game and Cup goes for 135 and two touchdowns. I just kind of feel like Cup will be the story that people are latching on to, right, of the game. He was uncoverable all year. He was uncoverable in the Super Bowl. I'm just saying, like, I feel like there's too big a gulf between Stafford's MVP odds and Cup's MVP odds. I agree with that. I think, you know – when we look back at seasons, I don't think we necessarily remember the Offensive Player of the Year award. I think the first two awards that come to mind are who won the MVP that season and who won the Super Bowl MVP that season. So, uh, you know, it, this has been the year of Cooper Cup. I mean, this has been the best offensive season for a receiver, if you include the postseason. I mean, Calvin Johnson may have had more receiving yards in the regular season. Uh, Michael Thomas may have had more receptions. But when you put together his body of work as a whole, I, I just think that there might be some, you know, I think that, uh, you know, that it's a great narrative. Not that Matthew Stafford doesn't have a great narrative as well. And that, that's what we're always looking for with these MVP awards. I mean, he goes from Detroit and, you know, yeah. Ever, you know, barely playing the postseason games to, to win in a Super Bowl. It, it, no, there's no doubt if Matthew Stafford goes out, plays a relatively clean game, uh, you know, throws for 300 yards and two or three touchdowns, he's, yeah, he's the betting favorite for a reason. But if Cooper Cup, you know, does a lot of the heavy lifting, uh, like he's done quite a few times this season, and, you know, if Stafford has a turnover or two, I, I think Cup is very much in the mix to win the award. Let me bring up um, potential, potentially, Ross, another narrative. Um, what if, if there's a narrative street, what if Jamar Chase goes nuts in this game? No rookies ever won the Super Bowl MVP. Now, I think, I'm leaning with Tom, like, I think everybody is coronating Joe Burrow right now, right? But what if, what if Chase has one of those games, and he's had, like, three of them this year? And, yeah, and- I, I like I like Chase's odds, Joe. I mean, he's sitting around. Uh, when I was looking, he was you know plus sixteen hundred. If you look around, there's some other numbers that are a little bit higher. But uh, you know, Chase, this has been a, a very special season. He's been kind of anointed even before the draft that he might be an all-time great. Uh, you know, he just had a one of the the best rookie seasons ever here. This would be kind of the way to to go out in style, but the, it, it is a Joe Burrow, you know, Joe Burrow, what he's done in the postseason. Uh, it's going to take a lot to beat, but you know, we've seen him have a couple two hundred. He's had two two hundred yard games, uh, up over a hundred yards seven different times this season in, in twenty games. Uh, it's just remarkable what he's done as a rookie. So if he goes out and has a monster game as well, and he's on an absolute tear going into the postseason, uh, going into the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, starting with the last last game or two in the regular season, uh, you know, he had that monster game against the Chiefs where, you know, he won a bunch of people fantasy titles. 
uh, with his performance, you know, 50-some fantasy points in that game. Oh uh, it's God. continued right through the playoffs. I mean, even last week, he was getting double-teamed quite a bit, and he still score, finds a way to score a touchdown, get, to, get six catches. So uh, I, I love Chase, Chase's odds as well. Anything else? Uh, Stafford, uh, Mixon, Aaron Donald. Do you saw on Aaron Donald, Tom? Yeah, I, I I mean, what are we thinking whenever we, you know, kind of break down this game? What is the first thing that everybody thinks about with this matchup? Yeah. It's it's the offensive line mismatch uh, with the Bengals versus the defense, you know, the strength of the defensive line for the Rams. So if that starts to play a factor in the game and say, you know, this is a total that's, you know, started at 50, 50 and a half. It's been getting steadily bet down here. There were some 48s last week. It's uh, yesterday, it's settled back in at 48 and a half here as of Wednesday, but it's been getting steady money towards the under here. So if this turns into a little bit of a defensive game, and we just saw Jeffrey Simmons just eat eat the Bengals' interior offensive line alive. He, you know, he racked up three sacks in that game. Uh, the Titans sacked Joe Burrow nine times in that game. And, uh, you know, for the season, he's been sacked 63 times in 19 games. That's that is, uh, you know, pretty brutal. So if this turns into, you know, a, a defensive type of game, and we're looking for narratives again, you know, everybody knows Aaron Donald. He's the, you know, you know, preeminent, you know, defensive player in the league. Uh, if he could get, you know, maybe two sacks and maybe if he forces a fumble or uh, he just starts create, creating havoc there, uh, I, I, I could see a path to him winning. But yeah, it's going to take probably a low-scoring game for that to happen. Check him out on social media at Tom Brawley. Uh, love prop conversation. We got to have you on more often, Tom. These are awesome. Love these debates and discussions. He's the fantasy gangster. You know it at FG underscore Dolan. Make sure you get all the content from both these guys. Fantasypoints.com. Use the code 21 feast. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. Other than that, I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 1809 with it by the way if what i was talking about included a deposit bonus doesn't always sometimes it does deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines with Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.